Hello, everyone, and welcome to Monster Mania Radio. My name is Rob Dimension. My name is Dave Hagen. I'm still the voice of reason, Doug Hagen. Thanks, Rob. And David Hagen. <laughs> oh, Doug. <laughs> oh, hey, man. Not only, listen, right, right back where we left off. <laughs> listen, voice of reason and coach of the year. Just saying. Uh, oh, I, I did see a post where someone was sitting in a car. I'm just saying. So oh, I got thrown out of a game. Uh, that's that's <laughs> mine. <laughs> Coach of the year. Out of here. Well, you know. Well, we still have that challenge there, young man. Dude, you can't throw. Uh, I, I'm, uh, we we got to come up with, I forget what it was. I got to look on Facebook. Was it 20, 20 strike zone pitches, something like that? Yeah, so for you, you'll throw about 80, and I'll have to try to hit 20 of them. No. Nope. That might be there. No. Nope. Although, I, I, if, I, I just hope you crowd the plate, buddy. Oh my God! It won't matter. <laughs> oh, yes. well, I want to get a wood bat. I don't like these aluminum bats. Like that's they're not real baseball bats. You know what I mean? They should be wood. They should say Louisville Slugger or Adirondack or whatever the hell oh, it is. Jeez. Yeah, they need to be real baseball. Bats. That's all I'm gonna say. I'll, I got I'll... I got three wood baseball bats in the house already. Okay, good. All right, so Dave, what has been going on since our last discussion? Well, we had a show in March um, that you may have heard about. Oh, I think you were there. I was. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Along with uh, six million other people, or at least if you follow Facebook, that's how many were there. So uh, since the last show, the boys and I have uh, gotten together numerous times. Um, you know, looking ahead towards uh, doing the August show at the hotel as well. Um, looking at things that uh, we we felt we needed to improve uh, going forward. Um, everything from uh, capacity to use of the layouts to uh, the guest list to the venue itself um, to the type of wristbands we use. I mean, we've we've going from top to bottom with this thing uh, over numerous um, occasions, uh, you know, and I really feel that we have a good plan in place for August. Um, you know, obviously one of the issues that we've had, you know, I, I try to put the best guest list that I can get for a show. So when I have the opportunity to bring, you know, Pee Wee Herman, Cassandra Peterson, um, Richard Dreyfus, uh, Robert England, you know, the names go on and on. When I have the opportunity to bring those people to the show, I feel like I owe it to the fans to to do that. You know, like I've never been one that, you know, uh, scrimps and, and tries to, you know, just do one good headliner and a whole rest of people that were, you know, victim number five and sequel number 17 of a franchise. I always try to put the best guest list together that I can, and I just feel like that's that's my portion of what you know each of the three of us do uh, for the show. Um, you know, Doug handles vendors, Dave handles tickets. Um, we all you know brainstorm about all different kind of things, but you know the guest list for the most part is my baby. So um, you know, and last show we had a guest list that was just you know uh, stellar. Uh, But, of course, with that came uh, a lot of tickets and a lot of people coming to the show. Um, And, honestly, too many people came into the show. Uh, We let too many people in. uh, On Saturday. On Saturday, yeah. For, uh, you know, so so we had a meeting with uh, the fire marshal, the hotel, and uh, I guess it's like the the building code person uh, for the Cherry Hill Township. And, you know, we've come up with a capacity number for the show that we feel you know, is workable for everyone involved and, you know, will still enable us to bring in the stars that we want to bring in and, and, you know, have the type of show that we want to show. Um, so we're putting that in place for August. One of the other things we're doing is we're coming up with uh, a new wristband system. Uh, quite honestly, a lot of people have snuck into the show. Um, I've listened to a couple podcasts uh, about our last show. And on both of the podcasts, uh, there were a large number of people in the podcast and like 40% of those people admitted that they snuck into the show. So obviously it's something I've always said is a problem, uh, because we've mailed out tickets in advance and 
we've always taken, I've always tried to take the um, less Gestapo type of uh, approach to the show. Um, we've always just asked people to raise their hands in the air with show the wristbands. We didn't individually check each individual person. You know, I felt that that probably led to some people sneaking in, but in the long run, uh, I thought it was for the convenience of everyone attending the show to do things that way. But obviously, I, you know, since the last show, I think it's surfaced that doing things that way has probably caused more problems than it solved. So uh, going forward with this show, um, we're going to use uh, what they call RF wristbands, which are radio frequency wristbands, where people will scan uh, the wristband against like a iPad uh, to gain entrance. Same thing you would do like for a concert or for other type of shows. Um, and that will eliminate the counterfeited wristbands or people trying to sneak in and that kind of thing. Um, so I think, you know, overall, I think we, we've met and we've come up with some really good solutions to, you know, some of the problems that we've had. Um, one of the other things that we're going to go forward with, starting with this show onward, uh, we're not allowing any weapons into the building at all. We, we have notified the vendors and told them that uh, they're no longer able to sell weapons um, of any type. Um, you know, I just think that, you know, uh, Kane Hodder had some kind of an accident at his table with, uh, his friend that was at the table and it, all kinds of stories of, of what, you know, happened circulated all around the, the internet, you know, and 95% of the stories that went around didn't really have the true story. So just to avoid any kind of issue in the future, um, we're not going to allow weapons into the buildings. Everyone can feel safe that they don't have to worry about that. Uh, we will be doing uh, bag checks going into certain rooms just to prevent any kind of you know issue going forward. We, we you know we can't run the show like Monster Mania of old like it was you know ten years ago when you know the attendance was much lower and you know things were it was a different world back then. You know um, the show has grown, society has changed. Um, you know clearly. You know, the fans on Facebook uh, were concerned about, uh, you know, safety um, for, you know, many different reasons. So, you know, we're taking the steps necessary that we feel are necessary to make people feel comfortable at the show. So, uh, you know, it, it, it no, there's no longer going to be the days of bringing your uh, machete to get signed by the five Jasons. You know, sadly, you know, we can't do that anymore. Um, I wish we could. I miss the days when we could do that, but, um, you know, the fans have spoken. They don't want, they want to feel safe. They don't want weapons at the show for the most part. Um, so, you know, I think it's a necessary step that we have to take. Um, one of the other things we've done, uh, we've gone to a number of other shows, uh, the three of us, uh, you know, at convention centers just to see, what the pluses and minuses of, you know, doing a show at the convention centers, you know, would be. Uh, and there are, there are pluses and there's minuses. Um, you know, some of the pluses is, you know, there's one entrance, uh, you go in one way and you come out one way. So that, you know, cuts down on people sneaking in and counterfeiting and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, it has its minuses too. Like I, I just, one of the reasons we have the show at, at the at the hotel is because of the atmosphere. You know, I just feel there's a different atmosphere when you come to Monster Mania in either Cherry Hill or Hunt Valley. There's a different atmosphere at a hotel convention than there is at a convention center convention. Um, like I said, we we went to a number of other shows. And in in all instances, for the most part, um, after about an hour to ninety minutes, I, I was ready to go. You know, like there, it's a it's to me, and I'm not putting down other people's shows. You know, uh, a a number of other shows were very gracious and let us come to the show to check it out and, and see what the setup was and what the venue was like and all that type of thing. So. You know, it's not a knock against any other shows. I'm just saying that for Monster Mania, 
I just feel that the hotel atmosphere gives us more of what we're looking for than a convention center does. Well, I, I think a number of drawbacks to, or, you know, you know, again, with, you know, looking at pros and cons of convention centers, um, you know, I mean, the, the space is much more gracious. However, you know, due to the limited hours, uh, you know, it doesn't seem like, you know, we could extend into the evening hours as easily um, like we do, which I think is a big part of the atmosphere because everybody likes to, um, you know, hang out at the bar with, or hang out at the bar or, you know, basically make it a more you know, personal show, meet with friends, make new friends, et cetera. And I, I don't feel the convention center atmosphere is as conducive to that. Um, and also uh, we, uh, with the, um, you know, convention centers, whether it's in Philly, uh, you know, there's additional, you know, 40 plus dollars a day for parking, for example, or, um, you know, some of the other local convention centers, like the hotels aren't really, on the premises or you know, nearby within walking distance. So, you know, that adds to more of the inconvenience. Um, so again, you know, pros and cons to each. Yeah, I think Dave's right. You know, obviously I am not the uh, biggest horror connoisseur, you know, half the time I don't want to be there, but dad makes me, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but Rob's there. That's why I go. I really, appreciate you know. that, buddy. Rob and Kim. Uh, it's more Kim than Rob, but you know, I, I got to be honest. Of course. You know. Um, He's used to that. All the time. <laughs> I know. I know. It's great. But, uh, so you know, let me ask you real quick, Rob. Is is uh, is Kim's Twitter picture still Dean Kane? Uh, no. I believe it's us looking, gazing into each other's eyes at Disney. Oh, Wow. I believe it could have changed. I have no idea. She's looking at <laughs> so, me and she's like, Oh, Dean. And I said, no, I'm Rob. And she's like, that's what I meant. <laughs> so Disney, Disney was the kryptonite, eh? I guess. That's yeah, when, cool. you're, when you're paying for Disney photos, you got to get the most out of them, man. Don't you ever <laughs> holy mackerel. Yeah. But I think, you know, with my Facebook page, I've met so many people and, uh, they know I'm not there for the fun of the horror. And, you know, they see Dad and I really busting each other's stones like we were just talking with the pitching contest. And I've had people messaging me like, dude, I would come watch that. Um, and that whole horror hotel feel, you know, they're like, yo, come up to my room and have a drink. Or they'll bring drinks down and, you know, we'll have a drink at the table at the last hour selling tickets or whatever. It's that fun family vibe. And I think you lose that when you go to the big convention centers. You know, I've said from the very beginning – uh, that I've always wanted this to be kind of like when I used to have people to come over to the house and watch the thing on VHS. You know, like I've shown the thing to so many people that had never seen it before. Um, you know, and I just wanted Monster Mania Con to be an outgrowth of that. Um, you know, the, 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 the venues have gotten bigger, you know, um, and the crowds have gotten bigger. So, you know, I think the biggest challenge now is to uh, to keep that atmosphere at the hotel and, you know, come up with the right capacity number so that we can still run the show the way that we want to run the show. I mean, you know, people were talking about greed and all this kind of thing. I mean, the, you know, the greedy thing to do would be to move to a convention center where I can sell as many tickets as I want and charge higher prices and all that nonsense. Um, you know, if, people were accusing us of, of, you know, greed by staying at the hotel. And, you know, the tent alone was $8,000 to rent. So if I'm looking at, you know, if I, if I'm trying to be greedy and make a ton of money, the move to make, to make more money would be to go to a convention center. Um, that, you know, that's, this isn't about making the money for me. It never was. Um, it's, I want it to be, you know, the show that you want to go to and have fun and, and meet the stars and meet each other and meet new friends and, you know, interact with everybody, interact with the vendors, interact with the stars, interact with the staff, um, interact with other fans and just have a good time. Um, That's the thing. Convention center. It's like turn the lights out at the end of the night. Go home where yeah. with us there is no go home. You can well, literally there's, you can there's almost no end of the night. You know, right. I mean, That's what I'm saying. You can hang out in the lobby until three in the morning if you want. And I, and I have people ask me to do that. I'm like, uh, we got to sell tickets at 7 a.m. Yeah. I like, got, forget you guys. I'll see you tomorrow at two. Like, yeah. Okay. I mean, have a good night. 
we're showing, you know, midnight movies, which is, you know, something I've always loved. I used to go to the midnight movies, you know, when I was younger, uh, went to see, you know, Rocky Horror at the TLA at midnight when I was, you know, 17 or 18 years old, which is many years ago. Um, you know, I mean, like you lose all that when you go to a convention center, um, you know, five, six, seven o'clock, whatever time the show's over, the show's over. Um, where with us, I, I, I kind of feel like when you enter the building on Friday, the show's not over until it's over on Sunday. Um, there's almost something to do up till, you know, like the midnight movie starts at midnight. It, it's a two hour movie. You know, you're, you're going to two o'clock in the morning. Um, then you go to bed and you wake up and you're right back at it again the next day. Like that's always been the intention of this thing. All right, you know, Dave, let's, let's talk about the upcoming event for August 17th through the 19th. What do you think? Uh, we're having another one. Yeah, believe it or not. Oh, that's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, we're going to kill it. I know for that one, one of the things I put together that that I really uh, I want to I want to be part of myself, um, we put a Robert England versus Jason photo op together. I, I know Kane Hodder had been championing for um, – a Freddy versus Jason movie for years at the right. convention circuit. Um, and, and that was the matchup a lot of fans wanted to see. Um, you know, it wasn't the one that, you know, took place in Freddy versus Jason. Um, but, you know, this is the opportunity for fans to get a photo. Robert England's not going to be in costume. He will have the glove on, though. Um, but it'll be Robert England with the glove in a photo op with Jason uh, Kane Hodder is Jason from Friday the 13th part eight, the same, uh, costume that he wore last time, uh, you know, at our last show. So this time it's going to be Robert versus Jason. And we're doing that not only at the Cherry Hill show, we're also doing that at the Maryland show, uh, at the end of September. Awesome. So, uh, you know, both, both the fans from both areas will have the opportunity to do that. Um, you know, it's, it's one of the photo ops I definitely want to get. Uh, I wanted to get some photo ops done last show, but honestly, it was so busy. None of that happened. You and I were supposed to get a photo op together. We were. That didn't happen. Yeah. No. I mean, it's just, you know, just too busy trying to run things. So hopefully, um, we'll get that opportunity to do that this time. Nick Castle. Uh, that's who we're going to get. Okay. Carl, Carl Weathers. Doug likes Carl Weathers. So we'll, we'll, I'm sure Doug will get that. Uh, I'm going to try to I'll get try. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to try to get gloves for that um, so that, you know, at least uh, like, you know, the the red boxing gloves or something oh, like that. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, something to, you know, make it a little bit special. Yeah. Um, and uh, we're talking with a couple people uh, about doing in-costume photo ops. Uh, two people that we haven't announced yet. I'm just waiting for, um, you know, the final word to, to go ahead and announce them. Uh, as we're recording this, I've got a bunch of people to announce. Um, I'm just waiting for final contracts to come in. Uh, one, two, three contracts came in uh, over the weekend, uh, and to, you know, through up to through today, I'm expecting another two to four, uh, you know, in the next few days. So um, we have some you know, good things coming up for both August and September. Uh, September, we're going to have a couple guests that uh, not only are new to the Maryland area, but they're first-time Monster Mania guests altogether. Awesome. Uh, so, you know, that'll be something special. That'll, be make, something the, for that'll the, make those Maryland fans happy. Yeah, definitely. And and it'll, be, it'll give the New Jersey fans something to, you know, get in the car and drive down to. Yeah. Uh, you know. In all honesty, you know, I mean, we were looking at some different venues and one of them was the Oaks and it took me, it took us almost as long to get to the Oaks from where, from, you know, the Cherry Hill area yeah. as it does to go to Hunt Valley. Yeah. So, uh, and that's, that's no bullshit, <laughs> you know? So, um, you know, I, I highly encourage people, uh, to check out the Hunt Valley show. It, it's I can't it's tell people a, how great it is. It is yeah. literally my favorite show of the year. It sounds crazy because, you know, March and August are always so great, but I really, really enjoy Hunt Valley. I do. I love it. It's a little bit more laid back. It's easier for people 
I feel like to get their autographs without waiting in massive lines. I always feel like it's such a great environment. It's such a, a good hotel to have the conventions at. I love it. I just it's my favorite one. Yeah, it, it has a vibe that is while it's still Monster Mania, it's totally different 100%. than the vibe in Jersey. Doug, how are we looking with vendors, by the way? Uh, vendors for August, we have, as of right now, one table left. And I am wow. not joking. It is one table. Thanks to Rob not getting a table anymore, <laughs> that one table is available for purchase. So send Dean me the, so send me the money. <laughs> no, 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 don't send Rob the money. <laughs> <laughs> you do that, you're not getting a table. Uh, and then Hunt Valley, uh, I got to do the numbers on Hunt Valley, but... I, I do see the orders rolling in. Um, we had a huge spike last year. We were able to expand the the vendor floor, I guess you want to call it. We yeah, moved upstairs great, to the hallway. Great layout last year. Really good. Yeah, so uh, now that we have that number, that's the number I'm striving for, so I'm pushing for sales for that. Uh, we saw a lot of the vendors that were with us last year in Hunt Valley actually purchase tables for the March convention we just had, and it looks like a good number of them have renewed for August. So... Uh, that number is starting to continue and, you know, they carry with us. That That's the beauty of it. Some vendors from New Jersey will not travel to Hunt Valley, but it looks like the Hunt Valley vendors are definitely willing to come up to Jersey and willing to stay in Hunt Valley as well. So it's good. I'm seeing a lot of vendor orders from Georgia, North Carolina, and South Carolina, which will give our fans and customers something different to look at and purchase. I got to say, man, I really... I really was happy with the way that the Maryland show worked out last year. I thought the vendors in the hall gave it a whole new ambiance up there. Uh, it just made it feel like a more complete show. Uh, the fans really turned out in Maryland for us last year, which I'm very grateful for. Um, you know, and I'm, you know, really hoping to, to do, you know, the, have the same type of show this year in Maryland. Um, one of the things that we're doing different, for both shows is we've switched to the Grotix system, um, which is the, you know, the radio frequency wristbands. But along with that, um, it gives us the opportunity. They have an app that the fans will be able to download. Um, and I know communication has been, uh, you know, one of the, uh, one of the issues that fans have brought up and staff has brought up. Um, so with this app, we're going to be able to, list you know which stars are in which room uh we're going to be able to list if we go to, with a number system for the headliners like robert england or whoever it might be um we'll be able to go with a numbered ticket system and announce you know now taking tickets numbers 100 to 150 or whatever it would be um and the app will be able to be updated while the show's going on um because previously you know we're trying to run a show and in between the busyness of it, I'll try to jump on Facebook and say, you know, you know, this happened, that happened, you know, this is going on or whatever. But to be able to do that is almost like, uh, it's, a, it's a, you always deal with whatever the priority is. And the priority is, is serving the people that are at the show in front of you. Um, so you're trying to handle situations, you know, within the context of the show as they're happening and going on Facebook and announcing it for the rest of the world honestly takes a, a backseat to running the show and handling the things at the show itself. But with this app, we'll be able to do live updates almost simultaneously um, to keep everybody that's at the show and or coming to the show, keep them up to date with what's going on. So we'll have more about that uh, on Facebook once I, I basically have to find out how to run the app. Um, again, this whole thing is all new to us, you know, the, the ticketing system and the wristbands and, you know, the, the app that we're going to use. But um, it's all for the betterment of the show. And I think in the long run, fans will be really happy with, you know, some of the upgrades that we've made. Um, so, you know, I, I think the app is going to be something that the fans are really going to enjoy. And it's going to give us the opportunity to, uh, communicate a lot of things that, uh, you know, will help people just get more out of the show. Hey guys, we are going to take a break. And when we come back, we will have some more information plus horror news. So don't go anywhere. We will be right back.
Okay, guys, welcome back as we continue with Monster Mania Radio. Dave, what do you have to talk about? Well, I've got some horror news. Horror news? Well, I guess the big story uh, from the last week was that um, Bruce Campbell has announced his retirement as the character of Ash. Uh, when it was announced a few weeks ago that Stars had canceled uh, Ash versus the Evil Dead television series after the third season, uh, fans tried to get a petition together for Stars to reconsider. Um, Bruce Campbell replied on Twitter saying, quote, big props to the fans for the effort, but I'm retired as Ash, and then hashtag time to fry some other fish. Uh, he then went on and released an official statement announcing his retirement that said, uh, good people, Evil Dead fans everywhere, uh, I bid you a heartfelt farewell playing Ash, the character I took acting lessons with for 39 years. I'm hereby retiring from that portrayal. It's time I followed Ash from the formulative years, uh, then through his midlife crisis and decline. What a thrill, what a privilege. He went on to say, we had great resurgence with the help of stars, kudos, and not jeers, folks. They made it possible for 15 more hours of evil dead, evil deadness in your life, the equivalent of 10 more features. Is Ash dead? Never. Ash is as much a concept as a person. When there is evil in the world, there must be someone to counter man or woman it matters not thanks for watching love bruce so bruce campbell has hung up the uh the glove i guess you'd say um people have speculated that uh there might be a return to the evil dead reboot that was that came out of uh guess about how many years ago was that now seems like a lot yeah uh but they're talking about whether there'll be a sequel to that or not but uh it's official. Bruce Campbell has retired. We, we His role is Ash. He's right. We got the equivalent of 10 movies. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And not only that, but Stars is in the business to make money. So when a TV show is not making money, even though everyone's watching it because illegally downloading it, that doesn't make Stars any money. That does nothing for anybody. But that was one of the shows that was highly downloaded. And when that happens, you say how much you support it, but do you really support it? Like, I understand that I don't want to have to buy stars just for one show. I get it. Hey, I got, I understand. But then you can't be upset also when it gets canceled. Yes. Yeah. No Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Hey, that got canceled too, man. I heard it got no, picked it, up though. Yep, yep, yep. It was all over Facebook. Canceled well, and renewed in a day. Oh, really? Yeah. There well, was a huge outpouring for it. Speaking of canceled shows, the other hard news is that uh, basically Fox has exercised the devil. Um, it's been a few weeks since Stars uh, canceled Ash versus the Evil Dead. Now the news came out that Fox canceled both uh, the Exorcist television series uh, and also Lucifer uh, for a lack of viewership. Um, the Exorcist lasted two seasons, and quite frankly, uh, the viewership for the first season was extremely low, and people were surprised that they picked it up for the second season. I really enjoyed the first season. Uh, it had a twist um, that related back to the original film series, uh, the original film, actually. Um, I think I recommended it to Dave to watch. You watched it, right, Dave, the first season? Yeah, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. yeah. Uh, the second season, I honestly didn't like as much, and I could see, like, midway through the season, I could see, man, this just isn't going to make it. Um, Lucifer was something I never really got into. Yeah, I never, uh, saw it. never saw it. Yeah, he, you know, it, it lasted three seasons, but uh, there just wasn't enough viewership for, for either of those. Um, and then also Fox is apparently shutting down the X-Files, at least for now, uh, in a conference call with reporters network co-chairman and CEO Gary Newman revealed that there are no plans to do another season at the moment. His remarks come two months after the conclusion of the show's 11th season, uh, which leading lady Jillian Anderson previously announced would be her last. So Jillian Anderson doesn't want to do the series anymore. Um, 
Chris Columbus, the creator of the series, was talking about, you know, going forward with, you know, David Duchovny's character, um, Fox Mulder. Uh, but so far, Fox hasn't picked up on it. So uh, it looks like in the span of just a couple months, we've lost four horror-themed television shows. Although I think Ash vs. the Evil Dead really went more and more into the comedy, you know, light-heartedness, uh, you know, that the, that the films did as well. Um, you know, the first Evil Dead came out was like drop dead serious. Right. And then, you know, part two was, you know, a little bit funny, you know, had its funny moments. And I and think Army, Army of Darkness. Darkness. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, so yeah, three really. Stooges. They had three Stooges. Exactly. Bit yeah, lots of three Stooges bits in it. I'm just uh, happy that Gotham is uh, is around for one more season. They said it'll yeah, be its final they season. announced that Gotham is going into its last season, which I, I was kind of disappointed to hear that. Um, Me too, man. But that show is so good. If if you are not watching that show, you're missing out. I've fallen off with that. Oh, dude, it's it's had me on like superhero overload, and I'm not a superhero guy. I just kind of it's our bonding time. My other guys, I coach them in sports. Doug and I, I take them to the superhero movies and everything. And uh, it was just like so many damn superhero shows. I had to tap out. I was confused. I don't know what the hell was going on with I, Paul. I, I'm on season two of Gotham, and I, I season one to me was probably one of the best TV shows I've watched in a long time. And and Jada Pinkett Smith in it was just awesome. Holy it, shit! It, it gets better. The Penguin is the man. He's the man. Riddler's really good too. Yes, he is. I'm telling I you, mean, man, I love that show. Well, I, I, there's another series that I'm watching that I really like, and I'm afraid that it's not going to get renewed. Um, it's currently running on sci-fi, uh, Krypton. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I'll tell you, man, I really enjoy it. Uh, you know, you know, I'm a big DC you know, fan. I, I'm really rooting that you know, DC Universe gets their shit together. Uh, they seem to be doing well with television. They seem to be really striking out in, in movies. Uh, Justice League was awful. Batman versus Superman was awful. I didn't like Superman, Superman Returns, whatever it was called. Um, Suicide Squad was pretty bad. Yeah, I, I didn't even watch that all the way all through. All right, now wait a second. All right, now I'm going to chime in because do I like Suicide Squad? It's I like some of it. I like Harley and I like Joker. I think Jared Leto's version of Joker is is really good. Um, I know I'm like the the odd man out because I also really enjoy Heath Ledger's, but it's different. I I, I do. I, I like both of them. In fact, I watch Suicide Squad probably like three times a week. I'm not even shitting you. I'm dead serious. Dude, really? you have that problems. explains a lot. <laughs> I, I saw Suicide Squad on opening night, opening day, and I think I later met with Big Dave at the hotel to review some hotel stuff. And um, you were mad. I, I just couldn't wait for it to be over. I mean, and and what what did they fight? Poophead monsters? I mean, like like there there was no chemistry. It, it was terrible. Well, it, I it think a- I think that there was a lot of issues during the filming. That's what I, I mean. I would guess, but I'm I am hoping that they make a separate Joker and Harley movie like they're supposed to with Leto coming back. But again, I I don't know if that's what they're going to do or not. No. Well, way. it was it was just announced uh, this week or last week. They're doing something. The Harley Quinn is either going to get a spinoff of her own film, right? Or it's Harley Quinn and a couple of other female Ray or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, uh, I really Krypton. Going back to you know Krypton, it's I think it's a really great show. It's a different take on things. Um, you know, it it gets into the house of Zod. It gets into the house of L. I, I like the acting in it. Uh, it, it. It just has a vibe to it that I really like, um, and I'm afraid that it's not going to get picked up. I, I don't hear too many people talking about I don't, it. I don't, I don't either. I, I, that's that's always the, the deciding factor is if you see a lot of people chattering about shows online, you can kind of know or you kind of feel that they're going to succeed. But man, when that list of, of stuff came out, there were some shows on that list that I, didn't even, I never even heard of. Yeah. Like literally. Do you, do you think that the superhero movie fan is kind of like, has DC shot themselves in the foot so bad that 
if it's got the DC logo on it, fans are automatically um, not going to give it a, a fair shot? No, no. I mean, you look at Wonder Woman, you know, you look at... Um, That's true. That was good. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I was never like a huge Wonder Woman fan whatsoever, but I mean, th- that that was a fantastic you had the, movie. You had the Wonder Woman underoos when you were a kid. Oh, I still do. <laughs> I still do. I have I've yet to see Justice League. I have not seen that one yet. I've not seen because Justice everyone League says how horrible it is. And the other day, I put it in my cart on Amazon because it was like a like a twelve dollar Blu Ray, and I was like, awesome. Well, it must have been one of those specials, and then it like jacked back up to twenty five. And I said, I will never pay twenty five dollars for this movie because I mean, granted, I try not to listen to everybody, but it's hard sometimes when you hear so many people talk so badly about a movie. It's hard, hard, hard to. To, to take a, a, a risk with that one. You know what I mean? Like, but I did go I, see, uh, did, did everybody here on this panel see, uh, Marvel's, uh, Avengers infinity war? Yes. Yes. If I, I was... see it, do you mean took a nap during it? Oh, come on. <laughs> Cause did that's you... me, bitch. Oh my God. Oh my God. So much. Yappy, yappy. Less yappy, more neck snappy. Let's go. <laughs> I felt like there was a lot of fights in it. Man. Dude, I got to tell you, the, the best part, and I put this on Facebook, and you'll probably cut it out, but I don't know. Uh, six black women sat down in the row in front of me, and a guy tried to shush them. Oh, boy. And I was like, he better have that little glove thingy. That the bad guy's got because he's going to need it. <laughs> the Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> <laughs> and these ladies stood up. They turned around. They stared at him. And uh, I turned to Douglas. I was like, oh, this is going to get bad. And they just gave him the death stare and continued to talk. And I loved every <laughs> bit of it. See, but I, I hate going to the movies when there's that kind of a crowd in there, man. Like, I, I want to enjoy the movie, which is one of the reasons why I try to go as much as possible on opening day. Especially for a movie that I really want to see. I mean, now that I'm abusing the shit out of movie pass, like I'm going to see You're the reason they're I, bankrupt, Dave. Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> and, but I'll tell you, man, I'm, I'm get, I'm going to see movies that I would have never considered paying to see. Um, and you know, every time I go, I'm getting the popcorn and the soda. So, you know, the movie theater is making out. Um, I just saw bad Samaritan the other day. I think it's the best movie I've seen all year. And it was a movie that I just went to see because I wanted to go to the movies that day. I don't even know what that is. I don't either. When your dad called me and told me, I was like, dude, that's a movie? Like, I don't even know what the hell you're talking about. I, I, I thought it was a I thought it was a documentary about me being a neighbor. I didn't realize it was a movie. <laughs> yeah, what are you getting into over there, old man? <laughs> Uh, I'm te- I'm well. I I didn't recognize the the actors, um, but apparently the lead psycho in the movie uh, is a former Doctor Who uh, David Tennant, and he's also in the Jessica Jones television show that I haven't watched. Um, I, I guess he plays the main bad guy in that. But I'm telling you, man, like it was a really good movie. And it was one that I, I had movie pass and I was like, okay, let me see what's playing. You know, it was early in the morning. I went to I wanted to do like the first movie of the day, go see that, and then, you know, go about my business for the convention for the rest of my day off. Um, and dude, I went to see it. I, I thought it was I, I was blown away by the movie. And it was a movie that I would have not even considered paying for if I didn't have movie pass. So I hate, I hate, I hate to tell you what I almost went and saw tonight. What? I almost went and saw that new Melissa McCarthy movie. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I was thinking about. See, now you're talking. I think she's friggin' hilarious. I uh, do. I could give or take her more, like take her or uh, no, never mind. Because <laughs> <laughs> take, I don't wouldn't want take. But her, this movie no. looks like a female version of Back to School, and I love Rodney Dangerfield. So I was see. Like, that's oh. what I thought it was when I heard about the preview. I was like, isn't that? Like an old Rodney Dangerfield movie, I remember watching that I wasn't supposed to watch. I just watched it again the other day. That's such a good movie. Anyway, <laughs> we're totally off off track. Here. Yeah. So, Dave, back to horror news. Well, <laughs> the, the the last thing I had um, was a uh, actually two things, uh, three things. <sighs> um, Netflix is going to be doing a television series, an anthology horror series. Uh, that Guillermo del Toro is going to head up. 
Um, it's going to be called 10 After Midnight. Um, they don't have a release date or, or uh, anything else on that. They've just announced that uh, he's going to be both a writer and a director for certain episodes. Uh, you know, and it's something coming out in the somewhat near future. So uh, I love the old, you know, night galleries and twilight zones and outer limits and all that kind of thing. So, yeah, but how many uh, of these revivals have really been successful? Uh, almost none. I was going to say, like, zero, although, right? uh, you know, the one show that Doug brought up, uh, I keep hearing about, I still haven't watched it yet. Black mirror. Um, that seems like it's definitely got an audience. So, um, and I think the, uh, what was that? The masters of horror. I think that, Although it was short-lived, it did okay. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I think some really good work came out of that. Um, so you know, I'm hopeful. Um, I love the anthologies. I, I know they're coming out with that uh, Twilight Zone. That's going to be on, you know, whatever that CBS streaming service is going <laughs> to be. The channel, the channel, none of us will buy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, Big Dave's too busy with Movie Pass to do anything. I know, yeah. dude. He's like a Movie yeah. Pass whore. <laughs> <laughs> no, a little less movie pass, a little more Black Mirror, Big Dave. Okay. And then uh, another television series that's coming out uh, is going to be based on the Purge uh, film series. Um, it's going to be put out by USA Network this fall. And also there's going to be a prequel uh, Purge movie coming out uh, that's going to be released on July 4th called The First Purge. But in the television series... Uh, Brad Dourif's daughter is going to play. Her name's Fiona. Uh, she was in the last two uh, Chucky movies. She's right. going to play uh, a leader of the cult in uh, the television series, The Purge. So. You guys uh, fans of the Purge movies? Uh, hold on to your your top hat here, Rob. I actually watched them and liked them. Oh, okay, uh, good. I like dude, it. Put that one down. I don't really think it's horror. I think it's more like action thrill. I would so agree I'm with on that. board. Yeah, and I think I uh, I would I agree think, with that. I think I I'm like not them gonna all. lie. Even the, the last the, one was good. The chick in the wedding dress with like the mask on freaks the shit out of me. Like she's a bad bitch. Got to get away from her. <laughs> <laughs> and, and any of them with a wedding dress on is That's like that. Words to live by. If you see a if you see a bad bitch in a wedding dress and a wedding dress and a mask, get away from her. <laughs> yeah, we saw a bunch of them in New Orleans at. Uh, it looked like the spot to hang out, but I was like, uh, feats don't fail me now. Uh, I'll tell you, man, speaking of New Orleans, what a trip. I had such a good time. We went down. That's something we've done since the last show, uh, since the last podcast. podcast. Uh, we went down to WrestleMania, man. We've got a whole podcast worth of material from that. But um, The fact that you're great- texting me during WrestleMania asking me who the people are. Who is this? Who's yeah. the redhead? <laughs> oh, well, the redhead look hot. But, so uh, I don't, we, we were in the hugger section. I didn't even know what the hell that <laughs> That's was. That's what you asked me. You said, why am I in the hugger section? I had to explain it to you. That was funny. Yeah, yeah but, it, was, uh, it was bad. It was a good time, man. It we, was we bad. Really good, we had a really good time. Hey, Doug, did you have fun? Uh, okay. This is an uh, lo- honesty moment here. here. Here's honest. I love my Douglas, and I'd do anything for him, a la go to WrestleMania. But um, it was Seven awful. Hours. It was it was horrible. The whole New Orleans trip was amazing. Uh, just WrestleMania was the worst part of the whole trip. And, and like it got so bad, I was just chanting anything ridiculous. And Dad was like, "Dude, I think you're gonna get us beat up." <laughs> well, I, I will say one thing: we had really good seats, but the problem was the guy used, sat on my lap. Yeah, they used the folding chairs. And they screwed the folding chairs together, or they uh, they fastened them together. Right. And the wrestling crowd is not the size of a crowd that uh, fits comfortably into a row of folding chairs. And I, you know, I can say that because I'm certainly not petite myself. But I mean, our whole row, uh, what our was, row was not big man certified. Yeah. I mean, man. It was everybody was bigger than the guy next to him, and it was very uncomfortable. Mm. Plus, the place ran out of they ran out of like food and drink. Yeah, that's what you had said. You said yeah. early they ran out of stuff. Yeah, 
Well, when the show's watch- 10 hours, I mean, you know. Yeah. yeah. I'm so. aware. <laughs> Never again. Like, I people was... were like, oh, this is like my fifth one. I was like, oh, my God. Why would you continue to do this to yourself? <laughs> and, and we were down there. I mean, like, the wrestling fans really took over. Like, they were on Bourbon Street chanting ECW. I thought I was back at the uh, Halloween movie I took Doug to. <laughs> oh, I'm sure Doug joined right in. <laughs> oh, well, dude, I was at me and said, oh, we're at the movies again. I was a hurricane in, man. I was feeling it. Yeah. <laughs> we got off the plane and hit Bourbon Street immediately. Like, it was it was a party. It was a good time. Yeah. We, we got picked up. Uh, we took um, uh, an Uber from the airport to the hotel. And this girl was talking the whole way. I have no idea what she was saying. I, 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 she said something about some kind of fishing and a, and a boat or something. But she was like, she had the real southern draw. She had that like, cre- that Creole accent, right? Yeah, man. I, I, we didn't know what the hell she was saying. I just uh, kept saying, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's I was, great. Yeah, it's a different language. I was lost on a lot of the trip. Yeah, but it was fun, man. <laughs> when the guy driving the boat gets out, grabs an alligator, and brings it into the boat, you're having a good time. I saw your pictures. You were like, dude, you're not going to believe this. Yeah, it was awesome, man. It was awesome. That's great. You got anything else, Dave, news-wise? Uh, the last bit of news, something right up your alley, Rob. Oh, boy. Uh, Trick or Treat Studios is offering pre-sales on the official 2018 Michael Myers mask. I saw. Uh, uh, it's going to be $59.99, and uh, they can't show any photos of it until July 23rd uh, because of you know legal reasons. Um, but uh, you can pre-order it now if, if you're one of those so, people that... So everyone that's asking it. about the trailer, we're going to assume the trailer doesn't happen until July 23rd. Uh, I don't know. Um, I think it's, I think it's happening before that, but I, you, that could very well be the case. I heard the poster came out the other day. It did. Yeah. The poster looks great. I'll, yeah, I'll, I mean, I, I'll, I'll get one and it's, it's perfect for all you fans to get because there's a ton of signature room on it. I'm not even kidding. It's just the mask on the side of the poster and all the rest is black. So it's a perfect poster for autographs. I'm dead serious. Like that's totally, yeah. that's totally what I would get. So the only thing that that sticks in my head when I hear that it's that this mask is being released by Trick or Treat Studios. Mm-hmm. I keep thinking back to that mask that you got, man. And boy, I did not like that. You well, know, like where where they painted the shadow on like that I, I guarantee you what happened with that is that when that went to China for production, they saw photos of the mask and there was that shadow on it. Yeah. So they thought they had to paint it in. Years ago, Sideshow came out with the young Frankenstein dolls. Right. And and they had those done, you know, uh, assembled and painted and stuff over in China. And when the Igor character came back, they were dismayed to find out that the eyes weren't painted crossed. And the explanation was that even though the prototype had the eyes painted as being crossed, uh, the person in charge of production thought that that was done by mistake and he corrected it what he thought he was correcting it. And he, they painted the eyes normal. And I guarantee you something like that happened with the trick or treat mask. Cause when you showed me that, it looked like a dog nose or yeah, something. Yeah, it was weird. Um, I've actually bought that mask back, but it's not as uh, defined, I guess, that shadow under the nose. Yeah. Uh, I got it. Uh, did I I might have gotten it at Monster Mania, believe it or not. Somebody had it, and it was relatively inexpensive, so I grabbed it, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to get it because I I have the you, Halloween. You sent, it, you sent it back when you got it, right? No, I sold it. Oh, okay. I sold it like within a week, but I bought the the part six mask because I really, really like it from Trick or Treat. And uh, this one I saw and I was like, you know what? I'll get this one because it was, it looks better. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know, man. Like I, I'm, I'm anxious to see it, but let me tell, let me, let me speak to, to, to horror fans as a whole. Please don't judge a movie based on a poster. You're judging the movie based on a poster. Like, what are you talking? I like, I can't, I can't even hate on it. You know what I mean? Like I can't hate on it because I want to see, 
I want to see the movie really bad. Yeah. Like I'm going to go, you know, opening night. I'm going to go. Well, and I, I saw people. Uh, they went back for reshoots. Uh, it was, I think it was announced earlier this week or late last week that they were going back to do reshoots. And I saw a ton of people saying stuff like, "Oh, you know, it must be really bad." They because they, they, I guess they showed it to a test audience and they decided that to was do. not true. That was not oh. true. That was debunked by John Carpenter. He said that the the film is not even done being edited. There has been no test screenings. Oh, okay. So someone that, came out and said that they had they went to a test screening and it was awful and blah 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 and all this stuff and it came out as being a phony report. Wow, isn't that crazy? See, that, and that, it is crazy, man. It's you know going back to uh, you know our last show, like stuff was put on the internet, like by uh, you know uh, supposedly professional convention websites. And the misinformation was just was wrong. Like they had stuff in there that was wrong, and they, you know, never reached out to me to to find out, you know, what the truth was. And boy, man, like stuff circulates like crazy. Like the story I read about the Halloween that you've just corrected was that people went to, that that they did a test screening and uh, they decided that they needed to do uh, you know reshoots to the ending or other scenes, and fans were already you know lining up to trash it. Because the, they were going to go do reshoots. All right, so I can now, I can I can tell everybody from a movie past, every movie has reshoots. Every yeah. one of them, dude. Every movie has reshoots. So it's extremely common. What happens is they start to edit the film and they realize, oh, we need a version that we need, you know, a shot here. Oh, we need a shot there because they have all these lists of all the shots that they're going to make. Right. So even if they storyboard stuff, they're still going to be like, well, the pacing is good, but I need something right here. or I need something right there. And the, the reshoots may not even be anything Michael Myers related. It could be just scenery. It could be someone walking. It could be anything. Yeah, transition like shots. Literally, you know. literally, it could be anything. Yeah, it's just people looking for a reason to just shit on it. They just fucking stop. Wait till it's out. If it's not good, then you can shit on it. You know what yep. I'm saying? What are you wasting I'm your time forward worrying to about it, it, man? Me too. I can't wait. You know that they 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 went out and got Nick Castle, which was something that you know I said podcasts ago that that would put me in in the seat open at night, and it sure will. Um, he's just got a movement. You know, like the, you know, he's just for me. He's Michael Myers. Like, there's just a, you know, there's a way that he moves, and you know, like the, the first film was is one of my very, very, very favorite films. Mine um, too, dude. Number one you know, movie. Yeah. So you know, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. Uh, you know, hopefully it's written and and directed by people that care about it. Um, you know, care about the, the you know the. The legacy of it, and uh, you know, John Carpenter's involved in it. I mean, what more can you ask for, man? You, you, you know, you, you can't. All right, so August seventeenth through the nineteenth, Monster Mania Con forty. Make sure you get your tickets. As Doug has stated, that uh, there is one table remaining as of this podcast, which simply, as of tomorrow, could be sold out. But that doesn't mean you can't get your tickets for your vendor tables for Monster Mania 41, which will be in Hunt Valley, September 28th through the 30th. So don't forget, buy your tickets online. There's going to be a ton of changes. Everyone's super excited. It's going to be an awesome time. I'm making the trip from North Carolina. Dude, let me tell you something. So Saturday, I went swimming in our pool. Wow. It's May. I went swimming in our pool. It was 90, it was 100, oh, it was almost 100 degrees down here. Wow. Crazy. I hate you more than ever. <laughs> All right, so Dave, you got anything else? Nope, that's it, man. Good, good to talk to everybody. Hey, you too, man. Hey, make sure you follow the Monster Mania page on Facebook. That always will have up-to-the-minute guest announcements, information. It's uh, a great way to meet and chat with everybody. So make sure you tell your friends about Monster Mania. Make sure you tell your friends about the podcast. And uh, for Monster Mania Con Radio, I'm Rob Dimension. I'm Dave Hagen. Doug Hagen. And David Hagen. Guys, have a great start of the summer, and we will talk to you guys soon. Hey.